Blog Talk Radio. I'm Robert Rogers, and you've just connected to Parkinson's Recovery. If you haven't heard about this incredible historical event yet, I want to tell everyone listening out there about it. The Parkinson's Recovery Summit is going to be convened on March the 7th in Vancouver, Washington. I want to stress Washington. It's not Vancouver, Canada. It's Vancouver, Washington. Many of you, I realize, are not aware of exactly where that is. It's basically, and I apologize to uh, everyone who lives in Vancouver, it's basically a suburb of Portland, Oregon. Vancouver, however, is a delightful historic town that is well worth making a vacation trip in itself. So at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit, we are convening together any and everyone who is on the road to recovery. You'll get a chance to talk and connect with individuals who have been on my radio show. And we have a number of fascinating individuals who will be available as resources to answer questions and to uh, provide to you some fascinating experiences. And by the way, for those of you that haven't heard, the Parkinson's Recovery Summit is, hold on to your seats, free. It costs absolutely nothing. This is being sponsored by Parkinson's Recovery. We will probably also have the Ride with Larry film documentary crew there who will be interviewing individuals uh, who are on the road to recovery as well as a number of the healthcare professionals that will be present who are doing cutting-edge research in the area of Parkinson's and the symptoms associated with Parkinson's disease. One of the guests at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit is my radio show guest today, Steve Frizon, who is an individual who knows anything and everything there is to know about hypnotherapy. Steve, thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm uh, happy to be here. Please tell our listeners about yourself. Okay, well, <clears throat> I've been fortunate to really have two careers going uh, simultaneously. Uh, one, my vocation, how I make money, uh, and the other, my avocation, what I basically do for interest and fun. Uh, my vocation uh, was in the high-tech industry where I spent uh, 32 years uh, you know, helping build and uh, manage uh, high-tech companies. And in that job, there was as much mentoring and coaching of the team as there was uh, running the business. My avocation over the past 40 years has been martial arts, meditation, tai chi, and qigong, uh, and I've taught those things the last uh, 30 years. Uh, and during that time, used uh, waking hypnosis and the visualization as part of my uh, meditation and qigong training. Uh, so, you know, after 30 years of working with hypnosis, I decided to complete my hypnotherapy training uh, and start my practice last year. It's been a great opportunity to give back to the community and use both the mentoring and coaching skills from my high-tech career and combine them with the uh, meditation, hypnosis, and hypnotherapy skills that I have. 
We no, have your that. We have your website link listed on the radio show page, but here at the outset you might want to give listeners that link in case they're listening in on the phone so they can actually connect with your website and even get more information about you, your background and what you do. Okay, uh, you can see my website at www.mindsighthypno.com. Uh, that's, you know, mind as in mind, sight as, as in S-I-G-H-T, and H-Y-P-N-O, all one word. I have a number of questions that I want to ask you, Steve, but I want to also uh, give an invitation to everyone listening that you are most welcome and invited to call in toll-free to the show and ask your questions. And that toll-free number, if you live in the United States, is 877-590-0733. If you live outside the United States, you can click into the show through Skype on your uh, computer page for the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. So I'm going to go ahead and begin to ask my questions because I want to make sure I get those answered. So, Steve, what is hypnosis? Uh, great question. Well, hypnosis is a natural state uh, that's very similar to meditation. Um, and if you look at the brain waves of people who are in hypnosis and compare them to a, a meditation state, they're pretty much the same. Another way of thinking about hypnosis uh, is that uh, it's a state that everyone moves in and out of several times every day. For example, if you daydream, when you daydream, uh, you put yourself into a trance. And whenever you go to sleep, uh, you and the process of going to sleep, you actually move through the same level of awareness that you do when you're in hypnosis. What is it like when you are hypnotized? Well, probably the the most uh, significant part of the experience is one of profound mental, physical, and emotional relaxation. Uh, you know, somebody, uh, some people often tell me that it's it's like taking a one-hour nap, and at, you know, at the end of ten minutes, you wake up. Uh, you come back to awareness just feeling uh, great, recharged in every way. One of the other characteristics of hypnosis is that uh, that little voice in your head, the internal dialogue is what I call it, the volume of that gets turned way down uh, as the conscious mind relaxes. And because of that, you get a, an improved ability to focus on a single thought or idea. So overall, it's a great experience, and it's it's one I enjoy uh, practicing uh, every day. Before I started the radio program, would it have been a good idea for me to put myself into a hypnotic state? Uh, well, I you know it might have uh, might have be great for you. Um, I'm in one now, so <laughs> I was there you go. Yeah, I was a little well, worried about. Uh, you know, being nervous, not having uh, done this before. And so I thought the easiest way to deal with that is 
to use uh, waking hypnosis and relax, and that's what I've done. One of my goals at the summit, because I plan on learning a great deal from my own participation in the Parkinson's Recovery Summit on March the 7th, is to learn what you uh, have to teach people about how we can go into self-hypnosis so, so that I can do that on a regular basis and uh, be in a continual state of relaxation. So I'm really looking forward to your lessons and your instruction so that I can learn how to do it for myself. Uh, me too. I'm looking forward to it as well. How does hypnosis work? Well, before I can go into that in too much detail, I need to talk a bit about uh, the model of the mind that we use in hypnosis because it's important to getting a, a good understanding. So we divide the model of the mind into two pieces, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. That probably fe uh, sounds familiar to many of you. Uh, the conscious mind, its job really is the search for meaning. Uh, it's also responsible for logic, reason, analysis, and judgment. And it's the part of the, of the mind that controls that internal dialogue uh, that's always going on. And as the conscious mind observes what's going on in the world, it's always trying to figure out how does this relate to me and my position in the world and to me personally. The subconscious mind has a very different job. Its job is survival. In fact, it does uh, pretty much all of the functions that you, your body needs to do and are done all automatically for you, like breathing, heartbeat, digestion, controlling your hormones and immune system. And it's also responsible for managing memory. Now, one of the things that's also important to, to understand about the subconscious mind is that it's also in control of your autonomic nervous system. And that part of your body is the part that controls the uh, fear response, which is the fight-or-flight mechanism that people have heard about, but the opposite of that, which is called the safety response. Now, one other interesting thing about the subconscious is that it's the part of your mind that is responsible for responding to things you see automatically. So, for example, if, the, if a tiger jumps out of the woods and goes to eat you, the subconscious mind will be the part that gets you moving and running right away. And because of this, uh, the subconscious mind is actually responsible for more than 90% of your behavior. Now, unlike the conscious mind, the subconscious mind is associative. It's not logical or analytical. And what I mean by that is it does something to the effect of if I've seen a situation like this one before, I'm pretty much going to do something very much like what I did before. And so because of that, it's very fast. It sees something, and it just looks up to see what I did last time, and it does that. So when you're in hypnosis and we move through the process of helping you move into this very relaxed state, uh, as you become more relaxed, the body triggers the safety response. And so the conscious mind relaxes, the internal dialogue is quiet, and it allows us to have direct contact uh, with the subconscious mind. 
And it's when that conscious mind relaxes that we can have a discussion with the subconscious and change uh, the automatic responses to things that it uh, generates. So uh, that's generally how hypnosis works. We work through a process of getting really, really relaxed and then work with the subconscious mind. Can the hypnotist make me do things that I really don't want to do? Uh, well, that's a common uh, misperception or myth, and I think it's mostly brought on by uh, people's experience uh, with hypnosis, and usually the only experience they have is with stage hypnosis. And, of course, in stage hypnosis, uh, they ask for volunteers, people come up on the stage, and the next thing you know, some people are you know, dancing like Michael Jackson and singing like Elvis. Uh, but really, uh, actual hypnosis uh, and hypnotherapy is very different from that. Uh, now, during stage hypnosis, what happens is that they ask for volunteers. The hypnotist uh, picks the first people that volunteer, brings them up to the stage, asks a few questions, and based on how he actually sees their eyes move, to the in response to the questions, selects the people that are going to be most responsive. Now, the interesting thing is that um, those people already know what to expect. Uh, so not only have they volunteered, they know what to expect. Because they volunteered, they're okay with doing it. And so they pretty much do whatever the uh, stage hypnotist asks them to do. But actually, in the practice of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, there are several important things uh, to recognize. The first one is that you can only be hypnotized if you want to be hypnotized. If you don't want to do it, nobody is going to be able to hypnotize you at all. The other thing is that uh, the hypnotist leads you through a process, but in fact, you actually hypnotize yourself. Uh, the hypnotist actually doesn't do anything but walk you down through a, a series of steps that result in you being hypnotized. While you're hypnotized, you're completely aware and in complete control of yourself at all times. And in fact, uh, if you don't like anything you hear or anything that happens, uh, you can just return from hypnosis by just opening your eyes. So, uh, you know, from from the perspective of a therapeutic use of hypnosis, uh, and actually in stage hypnosis, uh, the hypnotist has really no control over you at all. I am totally curious to know when the uh, hypnotist brings somebody up on the stage and they're looking at somebody's eyes to see who's going to be the best person or the best subject, what are they looking at? In the eyes, what do they want to see the eyes doing? Well, actually, um, what they're looking for is how people respond to certain kinds of questions. And it turns out that if uh, a right-handed person's eyes, uh, when asked a question, momentarily look up and to the right, it means they're more visually attuned to uh, how things happen and their experience of the world. And those tend to be the people 
that are easiest to lead into a trance. Now, if you move your eyes in other directions, if you're accessing things from memory, that tends to be to the upper left. Uh, and so there are whole sets of different things. Just by watching the way the eyes move, you can tell a lot about how a person thinks and responds to the world. If you'd like to be able to ask Steve a question, who is the certified hypnotherapist who will be uh, not only the guest today on the show, but is also going to be present at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit on March the 7th in Vancouver, Washington, call the following toll-free number, and you can connect in and ask them your questions. That number is 877-590-590. 0733. At the Parkinson's Recovery Summit, we have a number of fascinating individuals that you will have an opportunity to connect with and to meet. Dr. Daniel Newman, who is an individual who works extensively as a medical doctor and as a naturopath, both with individuals who currently have the symptoms of Parkinson's, will be present at the summit on that particular evening. Dr. Newman was one of the guests on my radio show last year and had some fascinating information to offer about his discoveries about what helps individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's. Jesse Lyle will also be present. He is an art therapist and uses art therapy as a therapy to help individuals who currently have the symptoms of Parkinson's. So you'll be able to connect with Jesse and learn a great deal about what he does for individuals currently experiencing the symptoms of Parkinson's. Judith Lynn will be present, and she'll be giving a a demonstration to everyone that she entitles Sounding the Body. She's using sound to be able to give relief not only to her own symptoms she's experiencing, but she works with other individuals who currently are uh, experiencing chronic illness and specifically individuals who are currently experiencing the symptoms of Parkinson's. I also heard today from Dr. Blanca Ramirez. She's from Mexico, and she'll be at the summit as well. And the exciting news is she is one of the leading stem cell researchers. She's actually been giving a treatment to an individual who will also, hold on to your seats, be present at the summit. So you get a chance to talk with Dr. Ramirez about her research that involves not only stem cells but other fascinating areas that have incredible promise to give us information about what can provide individuals currently experiencing the symptoms of Parkinson's with sustained relief. So she'll be available there as a resource. And we also have as if that's not exciting enough, and uh, I promise you we're not going to have a lot of presentations, but rather experiences and opportunities for everyone present to connect, to meet, and to talk and ask questions with everyone who is actually present. There's also uh, uh, planned the film crew, the documentary film crew of the documentary Ride with Larry. They're coming up from San Diego, and they'll be uh, filming individuals who'd like to be able to tell their story about what they're doing in order to be able to get sustained relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. 
Area code 502, you are on the air. Hello? Hello. I heard that John Bauman, the inspiring Esquire, was going to be at the conference as well. Is that true? I'm about to get to him. <laughs> That's exactly right. John Bowman is also going to be present. And as I saw this uh, flag up, I thought I'd better answer that before I get to John. No, he's uh, he's coming in from Kentucky, and he's going to be available as a resource, and hopefully we'll be able to hear from him about the incredible things that he's doing. And for those of you who follow the radio show on a regular basis, uh, John was a guest of mine just several months ago offering his incredible insights to individuals who have currently experiencing the symptoms of Parkinson's. I love the discussion of hypnotherapy. That's a wonderful um, avenue to, to explore for, for Parkinson's relief. You know, I've seen a lot of really incredible things happen in the process of using hypnotherapy, and that includes uh, some of the experiences I've had working with Parkinson's clients. So I'm really excited about how this uh, works and looking forward to uh, meeting and talking with people uh, at the summit. What's interesting to me is that um, you know that that Parkinson's patients who are out who attend a summit like that are very interested in alternative therapy, alternative solutions, so that they would be very very receptive to being hypnotized. They wouldn't be frustrated by it or wouldn't be re- reluctant to do it. These are the people that are that are out there on the cutting edge. Like like the participants in all the shows that have been put on this 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 radio show, uh, I um, wanted to give you guys a quick update of one thing that that I'm going to be doing in the next couple of weeks from the Parkinson's perspective. Um, the Indiana Pacers have been nice enough to uh, recognize Parkinson's Awareness Month, which, as you know, is in April, and allow us to do a halftime presentation um, on April 9th at the Atlanta when they play the Atlanta Hawks where we, I'll be emceeing the entire halftime show and we'll have bo- boxing therapy demonstrations. And if you're in the area, doctor, come come on into Indianapolis, Indiana, April 9th, and we'll, uh, we'll have you part of the show. Oh, my God, that sounds fascinating. Uh, John, tell everybody your website who's listening right now so they can get additional details about that. Well, I have two, which is interesting and it's new since since uh, we talked last. The Inspiring Esquire, the Inspiring Esquire, T H E I N S P I R I N G E S Q U I R E dot com is um, is my website. But I've just finally turned over to the editor and proofreaders my first book called Decide Success, and it has as much applicability to professional success, as personal success, as success overcoming adversity or, or issues that come up in your life, like Parkinson's. And uh, it's gotten, I've gotten pre-read by about 12 people and I've uh, gotten some real favorable, favorable feedback. You never know when you write your own book. It's like your own child. You can't really see your child. Uh, they could be the, the worst kid in the world and you wouldn't know it because you love them unconditionally. Well, same things with a book. I found uh, I can't be objective about it. I think it's it's spectacular, and I'm getting some good feedback. And that website is decidesuccess.info. Now, uh, can people actually acquire the book from that website now? 
What's wonderful about DecideSuccess.info is I've got, I'm also doing a book that, that, that's called an anthology that has 18 chapters by different people, and they've selected me to do one of the chapters. It's called Roadmap to Success, and uh, one of the chapters is written by Dr. Ken Blanchard, a well-known management consultant. And the other one, one of the other ones is written by Deepak Chopra, which a lot of people have heard about. It's become very popular in the last couple of years. So each of those famous celebrities have done one chapter. I got to do one chapter. And if you go to the website, DecideSuccess.info, you can pre-order both books at the price of $25. They're individually going to be uh, retailing at $25, but we have a pre-publication price of both books at $25 combined, one price for both books. Awesome. I'm uh, currently uh, at the final stages of uh, updating my Road to Recovery from Parkinson's book, which I do every six months, and I'll be sure to put this uh, new website uh, into the book as well as uh, a uh, mention of your books that you've just uh, released. Sounds quite fascinating to me, John. Tell you what, I'm flying all the way over to Portland for one day because I, I really believe in your in your vision. I believe in your show. I believe in you're going to be able to bring some really important people together for real good connections and networking. And I look forward to meeting both of you. Well, I, as, as I do, John, it's going to be quite exciting. And maybe you could uh, actually, I don't know whether this is possible or not, maybe you could bring some of your books with you. I'm sure people would like to actually get their hands on them if, uh, if that's possible. I don't think that they'll be published by then, but, um, but I'll, be, I'll have information for them to pre, pre-order, which is even to, to order, a better be, deal. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just an uh, order sheet. Point. Yeah, order sheet would be wonderful. Great. 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 Well, let me let get get back to your your guest. I think he's, he's it's very important information. Thanks so much for calling in. We look forward to seeing you soon. So, Steve, is hypnosis safe? Uh, well, uh, I I guess the best way. Well, the short answer is yes. But the, the best way to, to look at it is, is some very interesting numbers. Uh, the average insurance required by a MD uh, in practice is somewhere over $60,000 a year. Uh, my insurance for my practice is $200 a year. So that's, <laughs> that's a little difference, isn't it? <laughs> So, so it tells you something about the uh, the safety record uh, of people uh, working with hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Uh, I'm personally unaware of a single situation where it's harmed anyone uh, because really we're working with someone's mind. And if it's something they don't want to do or aren't okay with, it's not going to work because their mind's going to go, nope. Not interested. But I think another indication of how safe it is is that it's recommended by Oregon uh, Health Sciences University, Cedar sinai Mayo Clinic, and others as an uh, adjunct therapy for the uh, helping people with a wide variety of different kinds of issues. So, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced it's perfectly safe. If you'd like to be able to ask Steve a question, please call the toll-free number as follows, 
590-0733. Or if you live outside the United States, and I know many of you listening do, please simply connect through your computer using Skype. What is hypnotherapy used for? Well, other than the entertainment stuff, uh, at least the hypnosis side of it for uh, uh, stage hypnosis, in a, a therapeutic setting, its primary purpose is to improve a uh, person's health and well-being. And there are a large number of different things that hypnotherapy is commonly used for, ranging from stress and anxiety issues, uh, weight management. Uh, it's also used for stop smoking, but... Things such as chronic pain and different kinds of chronic illnesses uh, like IBS, you know, uh, fibromyalgia. And, of course, we're talking about Parkinson's, and I've had a, a, a good amount of success working with uh, clients uh, with PD symptoms and helping the, uh, relieve those symptoms in a, in a good way. But I think it's important to note that even though it has a wide variety of things it can be used for, uh, it really is an adjunct therapy. And by that I mean hypnotherapy should never take the place of the work that you're doing with your medical professionals, whether they be MDs, NDs, chiropractors, or psychotherapists. Hypnotherapy is best used as an adjunct therapy in collaboration with your medical providers. And uh, when that's done, you're not only able to bring the, the very best of uh, natural medicine and allopathic medicine uh, to the treatment of illness, but you're also able to bring the power of the mind into that as well. And, and those, all those together are a very powerful combination. One of the first questions I wanted to ask you is, what is hypnosis? but you've used the term hypnotherapy in that previous answer. What is hypnotherapy? Yeah, this, this might be a little confusing to people, but basically hip, hypnotherapy combines uh, hypnosis with a variety of different therapeutic processes. Uh, and these processes are basically different kinds of conversations with the subconscious mind. You know, when a person is hypnotized, uh, the conscious mind relaxes. All the judgment, analysis, uh, all the things that the conscious mind is, is really good at, they pretty much, they don't go away, but let's just say they're on vacation. And the conscious mind gives up control of the internal dialogue. And so you can literally ask, convert, uh, ask questions of the subconscious mind and it will speak to you. The client responds to these questions, and you're able to find out some really amazing things. Uh, uh, for example, I had a, a client one time uh, who was 60 years old, and it had insomnia for 57 years. And in the process of having a conversation with her subconscious mind, we discovered that uh, when she was three years old, they moved into a new house and she had to share a bedroom with her older sister. And at three, she decided that she didn't get enough time to play with her dolls at night, and so her response to that was to stay up late after everyone went to bed and play with her dolls. The result was 57 years of insomnia. 
and in one conversation with the subconscious mind about what benefit she was trying to get from staying up late at night, we were able to identify this old program that she developed as a three-year-old, change it, and the insomnia went away immediately. So this brings up a, a really important point because uh, one of the things that we talked about hypnotherapy working with as we work with the subconscious and have these conversations is really these old programs that are formed. Uh, and every program that's formed is formed as a result of some response to something you perceive in your environment. And every single response is done to benefit you in some way. Your mind is always trying to do its very best for you to help you live, survive, and thrive in the environment. The problem is that sometimes when things happen, uh, they happen at an age that you really don't have a lot of cognitive skills or experience. So, for example, if in the case we just went through, this little girl deciding that she needed to play with her dolls late at night created this program that at the time benefited her, but in fact followed her through her entire life. And it wasn't until we changed that program that the insomnia issue uh, was able to resolve. So these automatic programs that form throughout your life uh, turn out to be very, very difficult to change uh, because they don't make sense. They're not logical or analytical. They're formed by logical processes, but the subconscious mind just does things in response to a situation. And so because they don't always make sense to the conscious mind, it's very hard to reason your way through uh, to uh, changing them. Now, the other thing that's important to recognize is that, you know, given that most of the time we're walking around in, in under some kind of stress, you know, there's a lot of stress in the world today, the subconscious mind's job, remember, is to survive and protect yourself. Well, if it's worried about survival and, you know, it treats, uh, you know, some a tiger jumping out to eat you just the same as, you know, your boss speaking crossly with you, but if it sees any kind of threat, uh, it won't allow its programs to change because, you know, it needs to take care of you. So the whole deal here... Uh, with hypnotherapy is being able to re use hypnosis to relax the conscious mind, have a conversation with the subconscious, understand how the behavior that is being exhibited benefits you in some way, and then working with the subconscious, change it to another positive, a different, more positive and beneficial behavior. And when you do that, the symptoms just go away. The specific example that you provided that I found to be quite fascinating concerned insomnia, it's clear, though, to me, then, that by your explanation, you can apply this approach to literally any symptom, more specifically pain, which you mentioned just a few minutes ago. You know, that's, that's correct. Uh, I, I've had uh, quite a few clients that I've worked with in chronic pain, and the interesting thing about working with pain and a lot of physical symptoms is that, you know, the subconscious mind controls all of your physical mechanisms and the way that you interpret sensation. Uh, so, for example, I had uh, a client with uh, who had had polio as a, as a 
uh, girl, and as a result of polio, had bone-on-bone contact in her ankle, and when she, which left her in you know significant pain. She rated the pain as a seven on the scale of ten, but she didn't want to take narcotics or drugs to deal with the pain, uh, so she. You know, as she walked around every day, she was in uh, a great deal of discomfort. Uh, so when, when we got together, we were able to uh, uh, go into trance and work with her to have her subconscious mind reinterpret the pain she felt uh, in her ankle and just turn it into a neutral sensation. And that right now, we did that six, seven months ago, and uh, she has been pain-free since that time after one session. That's absolutely amazing. No drugs are required with that particular approach quite clearly. When you finished with that particular session or that set of sessions with her, did you have to tell her what it was that happened, or was she fully aware of the work that you actually did? Oh, she was fully aware. In fact, we used... uh, a therapeutic process where uh, we visualized her going down into the control room for the subconscious mind, the place where the subconscious controls heartbeat, respiration, and actually had her go and create a dial, visualize a dial that controlled the pain in her uh, ankle. And during that process, uh, I first had her experiment with turning the level of pain up So it went from a 7 to an 8, which was quite uncomfortable. And then we immediately turned it back down to 7. But the rationale behind that was that if, through her power of her mind, she could make it hurt more, then she could definitely make it hurt less. (laughs) And and once we did that, uh, then we just walked through the process of having her turn this dial all the way down until it was completely comfortable and then notice that there was a switch uh, titled lock right next to it, flip that switch on, and that switch locked that dial in place, had her go through the process of trying to move that dial into any other location and discover that it wouldn't move and that it would stay there always. Ended the session, and that's all it took. My research with individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's has indicated to me that stress has a profound and an immediate impact on the symptoms. What causes stress? Well, the the simple answer is fear. Uh, whenever the body and the mind uh, perceives something that it interprets as a threat, it triggers the fight-or-flight response, uh, and, uh, you know, all kinds of impacts happen. Uh, Now, it's important to notice that threats aren't necessarily just bad things. In fact, there's some stress that's actually good for you. Uh, You know, if you're nervous uh, in a situation, you might be more focused, You might seem like you think a little faster and do better. As long as the stress doesn't get too much, it's positive. But once it gets past a certain point, then uh, the stress turns from 
good stress really into bad stress, uh, where you start having, you know, significant physical, emotional, and mental issues. But the the bottom line is it's all caused by fear. Now, you could say, okay, well, I understand how a tiger trying to eat me is something that could cause some stress, uh, but there are other situations like starting a new job that seems to be stressful as well, even though if it's a job you always wanted and it's one that pays you a lot more money. And there are lots of ideas as to why this happens, but for many people it's due to the fact that new situations, even positive ones, like a new job or perhaps getting married, uh, result in change in your life. And there's always some uncertainty uh, in that change. For some people, uncertainty is not a good thing. It perhaps is a fearful thing. And so that induces a level of stress. Now, it's also important to notice uh, that the subconscious mind, as it interprets situations, uh, it doesn't tell the difference. It can't discriminate between physical threats, emotional threats, or imagined threats. So you can have stress uh, by getting upset because someone spoke, uh, you know, crossly to you, uh, or you can have stress uh, imagining that your boss is going to speak, uh, you know, crossly with you is because of something that you did, and any of those situations, physical, emotional, or imagined, all generate the same fear response. The only difference is the magnitude of the response. Of course. A tiger trying to eat you is going to get a lot stronger response than, you know, imagining that, you know, you were supposed to take out the garbage and your wife's coming home and you didn't do it and she's not going to be happy. If you'd like to be able to get additional information about hypnotherapy and if you'd like to be able to get instruction on how you can go into a hypnotic state and, and a, a, a place yourself, come to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit because that's exactly what's going to happen. You'll be able to meet Steve there, ask all of the questions you'd like to ask, and also be able to get direct hands-on help. Uh, in being able to go into this hypnotic trance where marvelous things obviously can actually happen for everyone. If you'd like to be able to talk with him now or ask him questions now, feel free to call in. The number is toll-free, 877-590-0733. More specifically, if you have a symptom and would like to know how hypnotherapy might be able to address and help provide some relief to that symptom, now's your chance. He's available, and he'd be delighted to be able to talk with you about whatever question you might have. What, Steve, are the impacts of stress on the body? Well, you know, this is a really important point uh, because once the fight or flight or the fear response kicks in, a number of really important things happen very quickly. Now, first of all, you know, this happens because your body is preparing, your mind is preparing your body uh, to go into battle or go into survival mode in some way. So your body starts shutting down all of the things it doesn't need to survive. So, for example, you know, it doesn't. if I'm dead, it doesn't matter whether I'm digesting my food or whether my immune system works or, 
you know, even if my reproduction system works, I don't care about that. Instead, let's kick up the heart rate, let's kick up respiration, let's get some adrenaline moving in the system, and let's move all the blood from the core, let's keep as little there as we need to, let's move it out into the core, from the core into the arms and legs and all the big muscles, the things that we might need to be able to defend ourselves or run away in some way. And so it does that automatically and quickly, all under the control of the, the subconscious mind. Now, the other thing it does in a fear response, uh, which seems counterintuitive, but it also shuts down higher-level brain functions. And the reason is <clears throat> the subconscious mind doesn't want any in, inter, interference from the conscious mind. The conscious mind starts thinking about too much. If you have to think about things and you don't respond, the tiger is going to eat you. So it literally shuts down a lot of your higher-level brain functions so that it can take complete control and just relax or react in the way that it, uh, that it needs to. So when you start having chronic stress, you know, more and more spending time in a fear reaction, even a small one, it starts impacting your digestion, your blood pressure, immune system function. Uh, certainly you, you don't think as well as you uh, might normally because of uh, brain functions getting uh, shut down. And it, it affects your hormone regulation, so your hormones aren't working the way that they uh, normally could. Uh, all of these are not so good because if you have uh, more blood moving out towards the the larger muscles, you don't have as much blood in the organs and the places that you really need. So the combination of that and shutting down the immune system, suppressing the immune system can have dramatic impacts on your health. And in fact, uh, there are many illnesses like Parkinson's uh, including fibromyalgia, uh, IBS, that's irritable bowel system, high blood pressure, and autoimmune uh, diseases, uh, where stress has a very significant part in uh, their impact on the body and the severity of, of the symptoms. I had a personal experience with not being able to mentally understand something that was very simple when I was on a hike at Mount Rainier with my friend David Steinberg about four years ago. We started to go up this hike. It was a beautiful day. It was sunny. And as we got up the mountain uh, and having a wonderful time, uh, it was snowing up at the top. We took a wrong turn and wound up getting totally lost. So it was getting dark. We I, Neither one of us could figure out how we could get down from the mountain because we were literally up at the top. But we did bring a map, and I distinctly remember getting out the map, and I could not make any sense at all of that map. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out where we were. I, cu I couldn't even quite understand that it was a map. And that was really one of the first experiences I've had with what really happens in the exact uh, cycle of events that the body does uh, when you're in a very stressful situation. It was quite scary, actually. Yeah, and you know, the same things happens with uh, people with the symptoms of PD, because when you try to move and find you're frozen for a split second, 
uh, this induces fear. Maybe I'll fall down. Uh, once that happens, of course, your, your brain functions get slowed down and suppressed. So uh, it can be the case that people just don't feel as sharp as they used to because, you know, with PD, a lot of the times your body's under some form of constant stress. Uh, so it can have a very Im, uh, large impact on the PD symptoms. After your eloquent explanation of stress and what impact it has on the body, my question now is, how does hypnotherapy reduce stress? Oh, well, that one's easy. Uh, and there are really two ways uh, that it helps. So the first one is when you're in hypnosis and the safety response is triggered, your body automatically moves into the state of profound relaxation. When you're in this relaxed state, this is when, and it's called the parasymp it's the parasympathetic uh, uh, phase of the autonomic nervous system. Uh, all of your, the blood and everything goes exactly where it's supposed to go. All your organs are perfectly nourished. The immune system, digestive system, all the, the fundamental systems of the body start operating at uh, optimal levels. And your body just is better able to um, repair and rejuvenate itself. So from, you know, that perspective, the relaxation refreshes and renews your body, and of course, uh, you know there is this stress, tension, tension, fear cycle where, if I'm afraid of something, I become uh, stressed. That makes me tense. That puts me on even more guard for something maybe going wrong, and I might start interpreting things that really aren't fearful as more fearful, which starts that tension, stress. Uh, fear cycling uh, cycle going up and up. So when you're uh, in hypnosis, the relaxation that you do that you experience uh, really does a lot to return the body to its optimal level of function. But there's a second aspect of this that uh, is important as well, because you know the the relaxation gives you uh, relief from the stress. But perhaps one of the best ways is, as part of a stress management program, is just to get rid of the stress in the first place. And to do that, what you do is you use hypnotherapy to go in and change the programs that respond from whatever triggers you see in your environment. Uh, so let's say, for example, uh, at one time, your father yelled at you for something. It was a particular situation, and whenever you see something like that situation, you have this emotional response that comes up, and that perhaps you feel badly about yourself as a result of something, and that ends up generating uh, some fear and some stress. Well, with hypnotherapy, you can go in and actually understand what that initial behavior, what that initial program that was written was trying, how it was trying to benefit you, change that, and when you change it, you no longer respond to that, that event, that stimulus, in a fearful way. And so as you go through working, identifying, and changing these programs, in fact, you no longer respond in a fearful way and you don't have stress. So over time, the number of things that stress you out completely go away. Now, of course, 
tiger jumps out to eat you, you're going to be stressed no matter what kind of training you have. But in many cases, you'll just be more relaxed and self-assured uh, and not respond to you know people speaking to you crossly because you don't have any old issues with that anymore. So it's really pretty amazing uh, when you take those two approaches of profound relaxation and changing the stress triggers, you can do a very uh, do a lot to really reduce the amount of stress in your life. Through this radio show, you have an incredible opportunity now to get an eloquent explanation of hypnotherapy and how that can have a profound impact on reducing the symptoms of Parkinson's. If you'd like to experience hypnotherapy firsthand, in other words, see how you can actually use this to benefit yourself, come to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit. That's March the 7th on Monday in Vancouver, Washington. You can register for this free event by going to the main website, which is parkinsonsrecovery.com. It's easy to get there because if you go on any search engine, simply type in the word Parkinson's and then also type in the word recovery. The first result is the main website, parkinsonsrecovery.com. You'll see a link on the very simple main page that says Summit. Click that. You'll get lots of information about the hotel. We've got a special uh, uh, courtesy rate for Parkinson's recovery attendees to the summit, uh, which is only $79. The regular rate is apparently $125. And uh, you can also get information about how you can get from the airport, and you need to go to the Portland, Oregon airport to the hotel with their free shuttle. So be sure to register. Let us know that you're coming. We want to make sure that the room that we uh, have for everyone is going to be large enough and that we're able to organize all of the activities so that everybody can take advantage of everything that's going to be offered by the many people who are going to be present. Again, if you'd like to talk with Steve right now, you can call the toll-free number as follows, 877 877- Five nine zero zero seven three three. What is then, Steve, the impact of stress on PD patients? Well, uh, once again, the the you know as you encounter and experience stress, uh, you know all the bodily systems start getting skewed, uh, as we talked about a bit uh, earlier. And one of the things that happens during stress as your body prepares for, uh, to defend itself, to run, or to fight in some way, uh, adrenaline gets pumped into the system. And when adrenaline is pumped into the system, guess what? Uh, your body is charged, ready to go, and even people without PD systems, uh, symptoms may find their hands shaking, uh, and sometimes quite violently. Uh, you can imagine what that impact has on on people who already have some degree of tremor. So one of the things that um, uh, Cedar sinai uh, Clinic, uh, one of the reasons why they recommend hypnosis as an adjunct therapy is really for the treatment of stress and the significant impact it can have on tremor. Uh, in uh, people suffering with uh, PD. What's the approach for reducing PD symptoms then? 
Well, you know, the people that I've met uh, are, you know, using a wide variety of different uh, allopathic and natural uh, treatment programs, as well as, you know, just about anything you can imagine, because everyone's highly motivated uh, to get better. So the first thing, uh, when we when we work with uh, people with PD symptoms, uh, the first thing we do is make sure they're continuing their work with their medical professionals, doing all the, the treatment that they're doing there and making sure that they keep up on their medications because that's extremely important. And then often there are situations where people are struggling with anxiety or depression uh, from their situation in life, and sometimes it results... Uh, you know, from the uh, the illness itself. Uh, and in those cases uh, where you really need to reframe your experience of the world and what's happening with you at the moment, it's often best to work with a counselor or a psychotherapist. And, of course, if that's going on, that that should be continued. And I think that it's something, you know, many people might want to consider. Uh, it's a healthy alternative. From the hypnotherapy perspective, there are really two aspects that uh, we work with. So the first one is to increase general relaxation. Uh, you know, many people uh, with PD symptoms, when they're asleep, their tremor goes away. That's not the case for everyone, but for many. And what does that tell you? That says that when you're asleep, you are deep in the safety response. Your body is rejuvenating itself. And guess what? Tremor goes away. Well, what or decreases. So why not find yourself in a safety response all the time? And so one of the things that I do is not only teach people self-hypnosis so they can go into trance basically in a matter of seconds, uh, but I also teach them a form of waking hypnosis so that they can walk and function uh, just like I am now because I'm in a waking trance right now, uh, and be more relaxed and comfortable. And the result is that tremor significantly decreases. Their ability to think and interact gets better because they're more relaxed and the higher-level brain functions are returning to normal. Um, and so that's one thing, uh, increasing relaxation through waking hypnosis and also and teaching them self-hypnosis to be able to take some quality time maybe 20 minutes a couple times a day to just go into a very deep uh, trance and enjoy the benefits of the body rejuvenating and re-energizing itself. The second part of that uh, is to change our response to old stress triggers. And I, I really mean old stress triggers as opposed to some of the new uh, stress triggers that happen uh, as you're experiencing the symptoms. Uh, now, <clears throat> PD stresses the body and the emotions, and it amplifies the response to any old stress triggers you might have. Situations where prior to the onset of symptoms, you wouldn't have responded to at all, might have been maybe a minor irritation. Uh, sometimes you may now respond much more significantly than you would in the past, and that's because the combination of the old stress trigger, which caused a response, and now the stress your body uh, and mind is already underneath uh, amplify the result. So what we work with then is looking at uh, what were the stress triggers that 
you currently have, and how we can reframe and reprogram the subconscious to have a more positive, uh, relaxed response to the situation. Now, uh, I have worked with clients who believe that uh, their symptoms are due to continued stress over long periods of time. And uh, the clients that have that outlook uh, have seen pretty remarkable results. Now, everybody's different, and a lot of things, you know, it's your mind. It kind of works the way that you think it should. Uh, but with this, this client went from, you know, a very uh, difficult time just walking uh, and speaking in two sessions later, dancing a jig uh, in the hall of my office. Uh, Of course, this isn't necessarily, this isn't a typical response. This is an exceptional response. But it gives you some of the, an idea of what can happen as you start taking out some of these old stress triggers, a new way of relaxing in, in everyday life, and the belief that, you know, you create your own reality and that your mind can completely control your body and control your health. Uh, so uh, that's the approach I generally use for uh, working with PD. The approach also varies based on the individual. You know, it's, it's their mind. And things are going to need to work in the way that they need to see them work for it to be successful. And that's why... Uh, you know, I don't have a canned approach for any person I work with. It's a very individualized uh, therapeutic situation where we work exactly on the things uh, that the client wants to work on in the way and time that they want to work on them because that's the way that's going to give them the best results, and really that's what this is all about. You will be offering at the summit and experience with how people can learn how to go and basically do self-hypnosis themselves. Uh, And I guess you've just explained an important reason for that in that you've discovered that that can have a huge impact on giving individuals continual and continuous relief from their symptoms. Yeah, you know, I've worked with one of the local uh, support groups, Parkinson support groups, and the, the time that I work with them, uh, I think there were 14 or 15 people in the group and uh, went through an explanation of hypnosis, et cetera, like, like we're done on the show today, and then led them through the process of going into trance. Uh, every person in the uh, group went into trance, and as they went into trance, you could notice uh, everyone's tremor start to decrease. Even people who are having a great deal of difficulty with large tremor that their medication wasn't able to control in the way that they might have liked, even that level of tremor started to decrease. It didn't go away, but it was significantly less than uh, what I had noticed before. So uh, as we started the work together. So when we get together at the summit, you know, we'll go through some discussions of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, uh, much of what we've done here. I'll lead everyone into trance, and at the same time, I will work with them so they can learn self-hypnosis 
and demonstrate to themselves that they can put themselves in hypnosis quickly and return very quickly. I'll also make available to people uh, that uh, a way to be able to access a CD, an MP3 file that I that I have and can distribute over the internet, that will have uh, uh, information that will help people go into trance just by listening to the CD. And it will also include some other technology, uh, brainwave entrainment technology, which helps people go to an even deeper level of trance uh, and relaxation, uh, just in case for any reason there's something disturbing them and they just have some difficulty getting really relaxed. Uh, those uh, this program that I did for this other uh, group is essentially what uh, we're planning to do at the summit. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of feedback from people that that was a very positive uh, and helpful uh, experience for them. You can learn more information about the summit by calling the following toll-free number, 877-526-4646, We'll kick it off on March the 7th at 9 a.m. in the morning at the Red Lion Hotel at the Quay in Vancouver, Washington. We'll go the morning until 12. We'll take a break for a couple of hours, and then we'll reconvene at 2 and have another block of time of experiences until about 5.30. We'll break for dinner, and then we actually have an evening session where we're going to actually be doing a group healing it's going to be an experience of all experiences, an opportunity for all of us to literally make history. Steve, you've talked about an incredible experience with one specific client who was dancing the jig at the end of the second session and an incredible experience with the support group whose tremoring uh, basically vanished as you were sending them through this uh, experience of hypnosis. What other results have you experienced and seen? Yeah, well, I want to make sure I am clear about one thing. With the support group, the tremor didn't vanish. Right. Yeah, uh, it you did better. say that. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to infer that. My apologies, but it it, it uh, certainly ameliorated. Yeah, no worries. I just want to make sure that we you know set appropriate expectations for people. But right. uh, when it comes to working uh, with clients, everyone's experience is a little bit different. Uh, you know, really, it's their mind and they're in complete control. Uh, and so the more, hmm, one of the things that they talk about uh, as a prerequisite for being uh, working well with hypnosis and being effective in their, in their self-hypnosis practice and hypnotherapy is this idea of uh, an emotionalized desire, really wanting something to happen. Now, uh, I, I've seen that in virtually every single Parkinson's client that I've worked with. They all want to get better, and they're willing to do pretty much whatever uh, they can possibly do. But the other aspect of this is their willingness to do the work. And by that I mean when we go to work on old stress triggers, some of these triggers are formed around situations that were emotionally disturbing in the past. And for some people, going back and looking at those situations is not something they're willing to do. So the clients that I've had that were very interested in, in making progress and willing to 
go back and look at these situations, understand what benefit their response was, and go change them. The ones who've done that and have been the most open and, in fact, actually do the homework I assign because I assign homework, uh, have done much better than the people who were interested, wanted something to work, but really weren't interested in getting down and looking at the issues or doing the homework. So it really depends on the person, but the people who are willing to make uh, you know, definite investments in time and energy and willing to look at the past and possible issues that affect them tend to do uh, pretty well. Results then clearly are variable depending on the willingness of the individual to do their own work. Does this work for everyone? Uh, well, because it is people, it's their mind and they control it. You know, the hypnotist has no control. Uh, you know, I would say it works for many, many people. I would say the vast majority in differing degrees, uh, but it doesn't work for everyone. I would love it if it did. Uh, I will say that every single person who sat in my chair has been able to go into hypnosis. There, there's a common belief I've seen on the Internet that you know, 10 to 20% of the people uh, just can't be hypnotized. But in fact, if they want to be hypnotized, uh, then it's pretty easy to hypnotize them. It's a natural state, and people move into it quite easily. Uh, so... I've seen really amazing things happen with people in their ability to change the way, uh, change their health and change the way they feel about themselves and the way that they react and interact with the world. I've also seen situations where I've had to sit down with clients and go, you know, this doesn't seem to be working for you, and in order to do this, we really need to look at this issue, and you don't seem to be willing to do that. Uh, so if you're willing to work on this, I'm happy to, to continue working with you. But if not, perhaps I should re, you know, refer you to another hypnotherapist or perhaps some other medical professional. And that's about the best I can do in those situations. Uh, and it does happen occasionally, but it doesn't happen very often. People are listening to this show from across the United States, Canada, Mexico, and actually throughout the world. Can you actually provide some assistance to people uh, long distance, or does the person need to be present in order for you to do the work? Well, you know, this is amazing. Uh, I actually have a client, and I'm in Oregon, I have a client that's in Hawaii right now uh, that is uh, doing quite well and enjoying benefits from the sessions. And then um, my daughter just gave birth to her fir first child in West Virginia uh, using hypnosis as pain control and, uh, uh, instead of drugs and uh, also to help speed delivery. Uh, her, her, entire, uh, her entire labor was uh, six hours. Um, Whoa! <laughs> and she learned all the things about uh, using hypnosis in childbirth all over Skype. I mean, that's what I do when I work with my client in Hawaii. It's over Skype with, uh, you know, uh, video and audio. Works great. How do people get in touch with you if they would like to schedule an appointment, whether they live in Oregon or in Hawaii? 
Well, you know, uh, my website, which is uh, www.mindsighthypno.com, has contact information for me. Uh, and also, they can send me email at uh, mindsight.hypnotherapy at gmail.com. Great ways to get in touch with me. I respond very quickly. And, you know, I'm happy to work with anyone. It's, you know, in my, in my vocational life where I, you know, went out and, and you know, worked in high-tech companies, you know, I help companies make a lot of money for uh, the investors. Um, and, you know, now it's time for me as I've moved from having my vocation to my avocation to really give back to the community and uh, to do whatever I can do uh, to help improve the quality and well-being of uh, the people that I work with. Uh, so I really enjoy doing this. It's been very rewarding for me, and uh, you know I want to continue to do this as long as I possibly can. What else do you want people to be sure and know about hypnotherapy and your work with individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I want people to recognize that, you know, even though I've seen amazing results with this and a lot of benefit for, for me personally, members of my family and, and friends and clients, uh, hypnotherapy isn't a panacea. Uh, w- people with uh, PD should continue working with their doctors. I mean, I've actually had cases of clients who's in, uh, uh, whose symptoms in, let's say, chronic pain, uh, where they were on uh, uh, narcotics and oxycodone for pain, after a session or two, just decide that they were going to quit taking the narcotics, which is not a good thing. Uh, so it's really important uh, for them to stay in touch with the medical professionals, continue the treatment program uh, that they have with them, and have us all work in collaboration with each other. In fact, for my uh, PD clients and other clients in my practice, I will not work with them unless they have permission from their medical professionals. Uh, I don't think it's ethical to do that. I don't want to be responsible in my practice for doing anything that is going to, in some way, uh, damage or impede the progress towards health uh, that people are working on. And my job really isn't to replace medical professionals, uh, but is to provide them support and to be an adjunct therapy in addition to the treatment that they're providing. So I think it's important to recommend or to, to realize and remember that and then also have a positive attitude because personally, uh, you know, and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a, uh, you know, a psychotherapist or, you know, anyone like that, but I personally believe that the mind can do anything. And uh, all you need to do is apply uh, some focused attention and a positive attitude and use uh, some tools that I think are available to everyone, and amazing things can happen. And I think your life is in your control, and you can make it the best life that you could possibly hope to have. You have an opportunity to connect personally with Steve uh, Friesen at the Parkinson's Recovery Summit. And once again, that date is Monday, March the 7th. It's only a month away now. 
And we're all convening together in the wonderful historic city of Vancouver, Washington. So please don't go to Canada. This is not Vancouver, Canada. It's Vancouver, Washington. And you can obtain additional information about the summit by going to the website that explains what we'll be doing there. And you can get there by going to parkinsonsrecovery.com. You'll see a link to the summit on the main website. We're also following up on Tuesday and Wednesday of that same week at that same location with our annual Jumpstart to Wellness program where we are offering all of the information that we've discovered makes a huge difference in providing individuals relief from their symptoms. Like the summit, Jumpstart to Wellness is also a self-help kind of an orientation. So we literally teach everyone who attends skills that they can use that will make a huge difference in their ability to be able to get sustained and continuous relief from their symptoms. And that's exactly what Steve Frieson will be doing at the summit, because you'll get an experience and a little training session of how you can go into this hypnotic state through self-hypnosis, doing it yourself, and therefore being able to obtain a place that is not a place in fear and a place that is not stressful and a place that is going to be associated with few symptoms. So look forward, all of those of you who are planning to come to the Parkinson's Recovery Summit to meet Steve there, who will be available to answer any and all questions and also to experience his course, his lesson on how we can all learn how to go into a self-hypnotic state, something that I am truly and eagerly looking forward to. Steve, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being a guest with us on the show today. Well, thank you so uh, so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to uh, you know meeting your listeners at the summit and helping them in any way I can. Sounds absolutely awesome. Thanks so much for being with us, and that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all of the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are listening to this radio show that you are on the road to recovery. Have an absolutely marvelous week this week. We look forward to connecting with you next Wednesday as we do every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Good day.